Today's guest is Karen Erickson, and Karen, believe it or not, is on my newsletter list. And she reached out to me to ask me a question or say something about a recent newsletter, as some of my people on my newsletter do. But when she did that, we got into this back and forth conversation in email. And one thing led to another. And I just heard her share about how she's had all this personal growth. She's my age. In fact, we're two weeks apart in age, which is great. I I thought that was a really cool connection. And she's a grandma. But she was just this person that reached out with no intention whatsoever, no no intention to get on my podcast. No, she's not, doesn't have a business. She wasn't trying to market herself or anything. She was just this nice person, stranger, as I like to say on the internet, although uh, it was email, which comes from the internet, obviously, because she wouldn't have met me if she hadn't been on the internet in some way, having connected with me and knowing I had a newsletter. So she shared with me that she had had this experience. And I'm not going to share. You'll have to listen to the episode to hear what that personal experience was. But she has had this incredible personal growth. She's been on this mission, this journey to expand. And she is a retired school teacher. She had to take care of ailing parents she has three adult kids, all these things that she and I have in common and you might have in common as well. And she, she'd been married, long time, husband, no divorce. Like a lot of people, they find themselves through divorce like me, but she didn't. But she just had this desire to learn more about who Karen is, to live life more fully and more happily to live a sparked second half. And I thought, here she is, just your everyday normal person, normal grandmother who is doing the things that you need to do to be happy and to be lit up about your life. And it is a glorious thing to meet somebody like her and to know that she's found her way into this beautiful phase of her life and she's just getting started and what what i also learned is that she created this facebook page and again no business she has no business she has she's not doesn't have a course or a book that she's trying to market. She just created this Facebook page because she wants to be positive light in somebody else's life. And isn't that a great thing? When you do that, that brings more happiness. Instead of like trying to seek out what it is that you can gain from something, she just wants to give. And she just wants to give that light. And we can all do it. You can do it. And so I thought she would be a great person to share what she's done, how she's done it, 
what her journey has been, what she's learned along the way, in the hopes that she can inspire you as a listener. So let's hear Karen's story and what big thing she did recently that is pretty crazy, but anyone can do. So let's hear her story now. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Welcome to another episode of Living Your Spark Second Half. I have a very special guest with me today. Well, all my guests are special, but this one is a little different than who I normally have. So welcome, Karen Erickson. Well, thank you for having me. Yes. Karen is somebody who is on my email list. And Mm -hmm. what I love about what you did, Karen, is you just reached out with no intention other than to say, thank you for your inspiration, as I think all all you said. Yes. And I love the fact that when you reached out, you shared that you feel sparked or Mm -hmm. uh, I forget the verbiage you used, but it was clear that you had made changes in your life Mm -hmm. that had made you what you felt is a better person that made you happier. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And there'd been some personal growth uh, in the process. Mm -hmm. And so it was funny that I because I started to think, and I think it I was busy and it was a couple of weeks later I messaged you, but mm-hmm. I wanted to know more about what you did that okay. changed your life. I wanted to know how to, what made you change, what did you do that changed? Why are you happy? Mm-hmm. And you have a really cool story. Yes. And so I was like, yes. I you're just like a normal person. And mm-hmm. Not that my other guests aren't normal, but a lot of my guests have businesses or they've made some big pivot in life that, and not that you haven't made a pivot, but they, a lot of them are, are growing a business or they're coaches or they have written a book or they've done what some people would think, oh, that's a big thing. But what I love about you is you just simply took steps to be happier. Mm -hmm. Yes. To live yeah. the best version of myself. Yeah. yeah. And so I wanted to have a, I just met Karen. We just mm-hmm. got on Zoom together, had about a five minute conversation. And I told her, I, I like to not know much when I do these interviews. So I'm going to be learning along with my audience about 
I mean, a little bit that I know is that you went on this big trip. Yes, I did. Yeah. And so tell me, where were you that made you want to take steps to improve your life and share what you did? Because what you did it all alone. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty, a pretty big deal. Yes. Well, I have been on a lifelong journey for a very long time, particularly back in 2017 when I retired as an educator and the death of my parents. And there was just a lot of soul searching, a lot of asking the big questions. And I've always been the type of person that asks the big questions and likes to kind of go deep. And I just felt over time, and this goes back previous to 2017, I wanted to, as I went through life, I wanted to make sure that I didn't shortchange myself, that I wanted to be the best version of myself. And I didn't want to be on the last days thinking, I wish I did this, or I should have, could have, or didn't do it because of somebody else. And the only way to do that is by asking yourself these questions. Why was I reacting in certain ways that I was reacting? Why was I living my life by the roles that were sort of dictated to me. And I think as as children, I mean, we're kind of, this goes back a, a long ways. We are, in my case, it was a lot of people pleasing and playing certain roles that I thought were expected of me. And not that those roles were all bad. I have three beautiful children because of it. I was a teacher, I've been married 44 years. But during that time, I, there's just a lot of growth that takes place. And so- can I interrupt you for a second? On. What sure. kind of, did you teach elementary, high school? I taught 31 years. I taught all elementary. I taught regular ed. And then in the last eight years, I taught the gifted program. So it was a two different types of thing, both of which was serving kids with that had a hard time learning a lot of difficult times in their life. And there were a lot of obstacles in the way. But then also on the other spectrum, when I was teaching the gifted program, those kids too also had needs because there was by all the pressure put on teachers to meet the needs of the lower 25%. There were these other kids too, that were just, well, they'll be okay because they're average or above average. And what you, what I've learned is all the kids needed special attention and special needs and to be acknowledged. And what the beauty of teaching gifted, it was, I was still allowed to use the creativity that I love doing. So it's more of a facilitator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I, so I like people to relate to you. So do you mind sharing your age and the ages of your kids? I am 64, be 65 in February. I've got three children. I have a daughter that's 36, a son that's 33 and my youngest is 28. Mm. Yeah. All adults, all launched. All adults, all launched, all doing, doing well. My main thing is, are you happy? Are you growing? Two of them live in other parts of the United States. One of one of my daughters and my grandson of a grandson that's four that live here. So where do you live? St. Pete, Florida. Okay. On the west coast of Florida. Yeah. All right. I was just in Florida last weekend. Yeah. At the other side. (laughs) That's right. On the east coast. Yeah. Yeah. So lived here a long time. And and during this time, I lived out in Oregon for a little bit and up in the northeast. So yeah. So So tell me. I mean, a lot of people are curious about a marriage of forty-four years. That's a long time to be with one person. It is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes we grow apart versus together. Mm 
And mm-hmm. so as you started to feel like I want to expand, I want to do more things mm-hmm. and learn more about myself, really. And you said 2017. Right. So where was he? What was what was that? Where was your relationship at the time? And was there anything you said retirement was kind of leading you to? Uh, what I find Which, is a lot of people delay retirement because they don't know mm-hmm. what they want to do. So what right. was going through your head and, around that time? Well, I did not want that to be me because I do know people too that get into that retirement phase and it's now what, or they're so busy or consumed. And sometimes when I'm, when I say busy, sometimes busyness can deter us from really looking deep within because it's sometimes it's no fun to do, you know, the, the work, but I started early on. It's just, it's my nature to do that. So in 2017, there was a lot going on with my parents with dementia and I was still working full time and I was feel, fielding calls from my dad that forgot that I was working and it was just it was a really stressful time. Yeah, but teacher through, can't take phone calls very easy. Can't take phone calls. <laughs> no, and and he just he just didn't understand. So there was a lot going on that on the home front in that way. I just pursued went through it and did what I had to do and so you chose to retire to help your parents? Was I that ch- kind of- no, it was the plan. It was the okay. plan to retire right around that time. It wasn't oh, because good. of my parents. No, it, I chose to retire. I was in the position to be able to do that. And during that whole transition, like I said, I was journaling. I had so many teachers on the outside through different podcasts, through Oprah Super Soul Sunday. I, I met oh, so I many know. great people. You Did know, you watch Oprah also, all the time? I just loved yes, those shows. Yes. Dr. Phil, I could sit there and be like, oh yeah. my God, this is so fascinating. She was, she was phenomenal. And then to actually get to meet some of these people that I heard so much about. So I was always, my nose was in a lot of those kinds of books and that inspired me to just, I just did a lot of questioning. Do you remember when The Secret of, came out? That's when it started for me. Yeah. And what about, did you watch her webinar with Eckhart Tolle? She did a a Monday night. Did you, I did too. We were probably on that webinar together. Yes, I did. That was like the first big thing, but the secret is what started it. And then the now with Eckhart Tolle and there was Deepak and the list just goes on and on. And so where, so what was your husband doing when you were doing all this personal development? He was just like right along beside me. It wasn't like he was into watching the Oprah or anything like that, but it was more of me sharing. And, and what's interesting is me sharing, but then once I started to evolve, the people always say, what happens if you're involving and then maybe the spouse isn't actually doing the work? But in my case, it was like, as I evolved, the relationship even got better and he was along long for the ride. Yeah. So, and he was getting a better version of you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, that's, that was the whole thing is becoming the better version just to know more about myself because I was so identified. And I think a lot of women can relate to just being identified by the roles, but you're the mother, you're the teacher, the caregiver, the, whatever the case may be. And it's, well, then who is, who is Karen? Who am I at my soul level? What makes me tick? And so it was peeling. It was like an onion was peeling back the layers and asking the questions to figure out who, who I was. And yeah, I love that you recognize myself. Yeah. I love that you recognized that Well, the journey was to find your most authentic self, like whoever that with with, take away all those roles, who, who is Karen. And a lot of people do that. I think that in my case was true. 
through divorce. I mean, it's right. I, I'm not happy here. I need to break right. away and do and, and I love your example because it shows that you can stay where you are you and can. still find yourself and then be a better partner. That's for right. Somebody else. And because I love you know that. what? One of the, the biggest things through all of this is that nobody, there's nobody that could make me happy. If I, I could move to a new location, I could be married to somebody else. I could new job, new this, new that, but it's like buying a new pair of shoes. Yeah. You're real happy with them, but then after a while that may wear off. So in some cases, I mean, those things may be for somebody, for me, I just, it was more about dealing with myself and realizing that the way I I might've been reacting in the situation really had nothing to do with the other person. It was all my perception it was stories, repetitive stories that I was telling myself. And it's it definitely forces you, if you allow it to, because like I said earlier, it's not the most fun thing to sometimes, because mm-hmm. sometimes you go ahead a few steps and then you're back. Yeah. Byron Katie, who's another, she's an awesome author mm-hmm. and speaker. She would say, I've listened to a few of her podcasts, I've read her books and stuff, but she would say she'd almost, it's almost like you look forward to an obstacle coming your way because then you kind of test to see where you are and it's another chance to do self-inquiry. I'm sorry, how to pronounce Mm -hmm. it. But anyway, to kind of look inside and having the tools to see it in a different way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, when I do the math, it's almost like your the timing of you doing this was mm-hmm. coinciding with your youngest. I don't, did he go to college? Yes. And so six yes. years ago, he would have been about 22. And did you find that transition from even for me, when my kids were in college, it still wasn't like they were gone because they kept coming right. home. They still had their bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then when the youngest graduated from college and moved out, that was like, whoa. Right as far as me, like doing the work on myself. Yeah. Like really diving. I mean, yeah. I mean, it definitely led to that. There's like less distractions. I've always, for the longest time, when we talked about the secret and Oprah, it's always an interest to me. It was mostly like self-help books and, and those kinds of things just drew my attention. But certainly as years went on, the kids were gone. There was more of an effort to really, to dig deep. And just keep, yeah, keep learning about myself. So what's but the big thing you did that you told me about in the email? So what I did last year in 2022 of May, I walked the Camino de Santiago, which is a, it's called The Way. There was a movie written called The Way, but it's a pilgrimage and there's different networks that take you to Santiago de Compostela, where supposedly, you know, Apostle St. James is there, the, his shrine is there. So you can do the Camino Frances, you could do the Camino Portuguese. If you do the whole entire the Camino, it could take up to a month or so, or you can do sections. So what I did is I did the Camino Portuguese, which was the last hundred kilometers from I crossed from Portugal into Spain, and I ended up at the Santiago to, to Compostela, and it took it was about I don't know eighty or so miles. I did it solo. That's amazing. Meaning meaning that I prepared for it. I got on the airplane. I flew over to Portugal and then started the walk. 
And literally what you're doing is you're following yellow arrows along the way. And I like the amazing people, race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's really Except that's yellow is. and red or something. Yes. yes. Yeah. But you're going at your own pace. You're you're either walking solo, but but I met so many people from around the world, all different ages. So I thought when I was going, I wanted to do it solo. And I found myself, there were times where I was solo, but there were other times where I was walking with other people. So there's this thing they say, when you walk the Camino, you're never alone. And that's truly what it's all about. And you learn so much through this journey from preparing for it and actually doing it. It So let me, let's back up. Okay. What, how'd you learn about it? And what made you want to do it all by yourself? That is so many people don't have the guts to do that. So kudos to that. Yeah. So, well, thank you. But the, I I heard about it, I believe from a coworker years ago that she was talking about doing the Camino once she retired and it kind of intrigued me. I ended up doing some research, but at that point in time, there was no way I was really ready for the Camino, which also brings me to the point too, that sometimes we may question, well, why am I not doing this now? Why didn't I do this back then? is because I really wasn't ready to do that. Mentally, I wasn't in that mindset of being able to do something on my own as big as this. So, But the seed was planted. The seed seed was planted. The seed was planted. And that's all it really took. And then coming to maybe like during COVID, I just, I was, I needed to do something and I really wasn't sure what that was. And I was looking for maybe spiritual retreats, silent retreats. And again, during COVID time, there were a lot of things not happening. And then I remembered the Camino and I started looking into it and I said, this is what I want to do. Didn't know, have any idea how, how I was going to do it, how much it was going to cost, all of the logistics of it. But I knew it was something I just had to do. It was like, it became almost a celebration of my growth and where I was at that point in time. And I had the support of my husband. I, there were, it led me to beautiful, like Facebook groups of other women that were men and women. And there were also private Facebook groups of women. So you had that support there and you could ask all the questions you wanted to. And then it just became planning it. And but so now, was it, is it like May. camping or do you have places to no, back out do, where you're going to stay yes. along the way? Okay. You pa- well, you can go with a company. So there's a, for example, one of the companies is Camino Ways and they will, they'll arrange for your lodging. They'll tell you how many miles you can walk. They'll transport your luggage. They'll do have those kind of things. Yeah. We did one in Italy, yeah. like a walking self-guided, but it was only like four or five days, but yeah, it was, right. that but was that's great. Still, that's still a long, a long time. So they... So initially I was thinking of doing that, but I decided I was going to plan on my own. So I went to booking.com. I did use the suggested itinerary that these companies were using so I could see the towns and where to start and stop. Some of them were doing like 17 miles a day and I wasn't really, didn't want to do that. So I would look for a town in between and I stayed in private rooms. I didn't stay in the huge, they call them albergues or hostels because I didn't want to be in, surrounded with that many people and was still on the edge of COVID. So I chose to do private rooms with private bathrooms. I had a couple of apartments and I had hotel rooms. So I had a variety of everything. Did and you stay carried, for a long, did you stay for a couple of nights at places or did you just move on the no, next day? No, 
I would walk, except when I got to Santiago, then I would stay there. I went there a couple of days, but the whole journey, it was just, it was getting up and walking each day, carrying my backpack. I never transported any luggage, which was a learning curve because when we plan trips, I'm notorious for overpacking. But this time I just had my backpack. And one of the, I remember reading something in one of the Facebook groups, they said, what's it's when you're overpacking your fears. What if this happens? What if this oh, happens? Yes. What if I, and so you're just like, you're loading all of this weight on you. And it's literally your fears because you're in that mindset. And I've also had people talking about fears. They would say, oh, Karen, you're just, you don't have any fear. And that was so not the case. I think with anything that you do that may be outside your comfort zone, there's going to be a sense of fear there but it's working through it. It's not pushing it aside, trying to ignore it. It's acknowledging it's there, but then it's more in trusting yourself and just you move forward. And that's what happens. I just kind of moved through any fear that might've come up. I had my rooms all planned out all the way to the end, which I had to change uh, just a couple. And how um, long did a, that journey take you? It took me about nine days overall. I was there for three weeks. Mm. But I stayed when I went to Portugal, I stayed in Porto for a couple of days and just kind of worked my way out. And then the last week I met up with my kids in Paris and it was my daughter's birthday. But the actual Camino itself was about it was about eight or nine days. Now, is it rigorous? Would you have to be in shape? Did you prepare? Like I did. I love nature is my baby. I love nature. It it centers me. I just whenever I'm out in nature, I just I'm reminded of really what do you need in life to be happy, and it clears my head. So for me, the walking was like really therapeutic. I wasn't. If you do the Camino Frances from like the very start, you're going over the Pyrenees Mountains. So I didn't have any of that. There were some inclines and declines. There was a lot of cobblestone. So I had to really, I did not want to fall. And I love taking pictures. So I would have to really watch what I was doing, but it wasn't really rigorous. I mean, I did maybe eight to maybe 10 miles somewhere in there. You could do less if you want. The longest day was 14 and that was pretty, it was warmer. So that was pretty tough. Did you ever Um, have rain where you had to deal with the rain? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just wore a poncho. That was yeah. actually one of my best days. I met up with people from Poland and Luxembourg, and we just had a group that we were walking together, and it was raining, and my poncho was going all over the place. And but it was the most, it was the most fun. And they had different stops along the way. You go through vineyards, you go through, you can be on highway, but I tried to avoid that through little towns and villages. There were a couple of times where. I, as I'm following the arrows and then I turned off, I went the the wrong way. And then there were, I heard the loud yelling in the background and there were two women from older elderly women screaming from the top of their apartment, telling me to go the other way. So you just, it restores humanity. I mean, there's so many wonderful people there. I did hook up. There was a woman that I met through the Facebook group. She's from the Philippines, but lives in California. And so we ended up, it was almost like a security blanket. Like we both wanted to go solo, but it was nice knowing somebody was going at the same time. So we ended up meeting up the last three days with her. And then we went into Santiago together. That is so So, nice. One of the things that I remember from your email is you said, I learned so much about myself. I did. And I'd love to know 
what you learned from that experience and that journey? Well, things always work out. I mean, they just always work out. You come like there was, I needed to catch a train and I got confused on which train station to go to. And then by asking questions and it worked out, I even ended up having more time than I needed, which worked out beautifully. So no matter what obstacle came into play, things just work out. And I think sometimes we talk ourselves out of doing things because of the fear and what if, and we go through the stories and we realize that things do work out, that we're much more capable than we ever thought we could be. And that underneath all of that stuff, there's just this person that's ready to shine and bloom and and walk into just a wonderful life without being held back by our own restrictions. So yeah, I just, I learned that things work out and I'm capable. And then I enjoy, we talk about what, who our tribe is, right? People. And I met people that were, that I just met for the first time, but then they were like-minded. And so I, I realized how really important that is to have people, you surround yourself with people that are like-minded, that are inspirational to you. And by their stories, there were all different ages, all in people in wheelchairs doing this. um, There was people with their young children. And it was just such an eye-opener of what's available out there. And sometimes we get stuck, I think, in our four walls thinking that this is it. And while you may be having that happy, contented life, is it really the, uh, the most magnificent version of yourself? Is it? I don't know. Those are things that it's not that it's not to say that people have to do a Camino to have an amazing life. That's not what I'm saying. But it just that I for myself, it's about thriving outside my comfort zone and pushing my pushing myself out there. And I knew I wanted to do it. There wasn't anything that was going to stop me. I had friends that were super supportive and others thought, that was everything okay with you and your husband that you're doing this or you're something could bad could happen to you. And it, there's not to judge them for their comments because they're coming from a place of what we know, but for and me, their I, comfort I, zone <laughs> and their comfort zone. So, yes. yeah. And so and I'm sure should, you inspired them too. They're probably thinking if she could do it. Yeah. What and can I, have, I do? I do have a, some friends that have, I have one right now that's, that, is traveling for a year. I mean, just doing just like really amazing things. And there's nothing better as you do in your daily life about inspiring others to to really be their best and to go after themselves and really know who they are. The Camino, it checked all my boxes. If you had a hundred people in a room, you might get a hundred different reasons why people walk the Camino, spiritual reasons, empty nesters, a lot of those going through divorce, wanted the adventure, being in nature, meeting new people, the adventure, nature, meeting new people, and really going outside my comfort zones. It just, it was check, check. Yeah. So I love that you did it without needing to be with someone because I think a lot of people get held back because they want to do something and they think they need to have somebody with them. And then they, for whatever reason, somebody backs out or somebody won't commit or whatever. And and what they're doing too, is they're not thinking about, it's like, what if I'm all alone versus what if I meet somebody that's my new best friend? Right. It's turning, it's all turning the mindset. 
there was one, the route that I did, there was a, it was the central route walking through Spain and there was a, a variant, it's called the spiritual variant, I think. And it was where you could get off the main road and kind of go out into the wilderness, into the forest. And so that's what I did. And it was absolutely magical. It was something out of fantasy world. I mean, eucalyptus forests and just, it was just amazing. And so there were a couple other hikers a little bit in front of me and I'm distracted because I'm taking my pictures or whatever. And there they go way ahead of me and I get to the end and I'm not seeing the yellow arrow. And so my mind, if we allow it to, the mind took me to all those places, right? It was just like taken over. Oh, you're going to be your loss, this and that. And then it was like regaining no. And I remembered the river's on this side. It'll be perfectly fine and, and keep going. But you know, you, the mindset can play with you. I can't do this by myself when doing the, all of the what ifs. So yeah. That's great. I love yeah. that your husband was fine with it because I would imagine a spouse would be worried about somebody yeah. going off on their own traveling this yeah. trail and who knows yes. what might come up. But yeah, I love that. He was he, very supportive, yeah. very supportive, very encouraging. And so I, I have another question. Sure. So when you have a big goal and then you set out and you achieve what you set out to do, sometimes there's a little bit of a letdown and then there's like, how can I top this? So I'd love to know how you felt when it was done. Were you sad or were you elated? What was going on through your mind and what is the next big thing that you want to do? It was a little bit of both. I mean, it was sad in the fact that it was done. I was at the very end of what I set out to do, but it was also, it was just amazing to me that I completed it. It was such a satisfying accomplishment that I did. It was everything and more than I thought it would be. So it always is, isn't it? Yes. We have these dreams and it works out so much better in the end than we can, because we can't imagine that good. No, yeah, no. I mean, you can read other people's stories and, and on the Camino, on the Facebook groups, there were so many testimonials to what their trip and everything was like. But, you know, again, to you, it's like hands on. Until you experience it and walk it, do you really know how you're going to feel? And there's a lot of, it wasn't just the Camino was over and I was done. There was a lot of reflection coming back. Because, I mean, after coming off such a high and then you coming back, back into your regular life again, there's a lot of, there's a lot of reflection and I'm a reflector and I, I'm a journaler and I, and what I learned, I knew that I wanted to do another something. I love, I love adventure and I love travel. And so I travel with my husband, but I also, I get the itch to go off on my own and do something. I didn't do anything this past year, but I'm going to do a second Camino in 24, a whole different route. So that's something that I look forward to. And then many other, whatever comes my way. And I think that's the beauty of it. It's it's having the freedom to, that you're the author of your life and you can do whatever it is that you want to do. It may not be going on, it may be visiting a, a different town you've never been to in your own state or trying a new hobby or anything that can expand yourself. And so my word I don't know if you're familiar with coming up with a word. My word for 2023 was expansion. 
Oh, yeah, and, of course I'm and, familiar with words. Yes, yes. yes. So I, pick, I love you know, that. It's picking a word, and I really stuck with it. And it's like asking myself, doing check-ins with myself. Am mm-hmm. I expanding today or this week? How am I expanding my mind, my, my body, my, my thoughts? And so it kind of kept me in check to just keep exploring and keep learning. I mean, here I am, like I said, on the podcast talking to you, and I've listened to you for a very long time on those walks sometimes. So yeah, there's- Well, yeah, you said before I hit record, you said that you had, you found something recently that you had written down that you- I'll share it if you don't We forget what we want sometimes. Right. And then once it happens, then we find something where we had written it down and don't even realize we had actually manifested it. Right. I was going, actually, I was going through my journals and it was right around the time prior to, I think this was like before I went on the Camino. But so again, I journal all kinds of stuff. So this is, I'll read just, it's a very short part, but this part says, be you, be truth, be pure. Every day, ask yourself, is this the life that I want? Know your wants, which is very important. Otherwise, you'll live life on autopilot. Yes, I'm blessed. And who knows what the universe has in store for me? More adventures, more love, more truth, more laughs, more smiles, more peace, more present, more Karen living authentically. I love you, Karen. Have a great day. Oh, and you will be featured on a podcast one day. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and here I am. But here I am just talking with you. And it's just putting out in the universe, speaking kindly to yourself. And you, know, you just don't know mm. what life has, what life has in store for you. That's beautiful. And yeah. it's funny when I reached out to you and said, why don't you come on my podcast? Because I think you would be so inspiring and you were so willing to do it. I was expecting a little bit of a, no, I don't, I've never done a podcast before. No, episode. I was looking forward to it. And not so much of an egotistical kind of way at all. It's the thrill of talking to like-minded people, sharing experiences, inspiring others. I mean, we talk about, you talk about what lights you up. And for me, that lights me up because when I'm the best version of myself, I mean, you can walk into a room and feel the energy of the people around you or speaking with somebody. And when you're lighting yourself up and taking care of yourself, that that's going to spread out all around in yeah. more ways, than, in more ways than, than we realize. I love that. The other thing that I like too is that, and this is really how manifestation happens often is you didn't ask to be, that was not your intention at all. You, there was, and and even when I said, Oh, you should be, there was never any, I don't even think you thought of that. And so the fact that I asked you, it was like, Oh my gosh, of course the universe is conspiring to help you. And it makes it the universe. It's really easy when you just, believe the universal be your guide yeah the universe will be your guide yeah Yeah. you just yeah it's just putting it putting it out there and knowing what your wants are and you know having trust and faith and yeah yeah i think a lot of people and you spoke to the busyness of life yeah i think a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't take the time no and then they i think a lot of times they convince themselves that they shouldn't want anything more to be had like gratitude be grateful for what you have and don't want more but being in a state of gratitude doesn't mean you you don't you shouldn't want more it right. just 
It just means you're, as you're content. Women, yeah. Yeah. As women, we were kind of trained not to want more. Right. And like for me, being married, I've got yeah, love being a grandma to my grandson and my children and all that in my teaching career of all were very important to me. <clears throat> However, adding on to that, there was also Karen and that I needed to for myself, I needed to discover who I was, I recognized that there were certain patterns that I was living, that I really needed to examine, and I chose to examine. And, and that was probably one of the best things and hardest things that I've, that I've ever done was to do and I, I'm still continuing on the journey. It doesn't mean this is it's every day. It's every day checking in. But there's so much when you do when you take the time to really do the work. And there's so much light on the other side, because again, going back to the Camino, which brought me to the your podcast, that would never have happened years ago. I don't like I told you, I think I mentioned earlier in our talk that it was just not on my radar. I was busy doing the things that I was doing, the roles I was playing. And so, but if I hadn't gone to the places and questioned myself and did the healing that I need to heal, I would never have gone on that Camino. So it's all in the timing and it's never, after the Camino, I was writing something and it's just one of the biggest things I would say is it's just never too late. And it's no matter what your age no matter what your fears are, it's just, it's never too late. And you have to believe that to know that in your heart, that it's never too late. There's so many speaking to women in, in particular, there's um, no, there's so many things that, that they want to do and that will light them up. Mm-hmm. It's just taking the time to listen to yourself, nature for me. I mean, that does it and to pursue them. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) So uh, you said you want to go on the Camino again. What do you do in your day to day? I mean, how are you living your retirement life in St. Pete? So day to day, I have have certain rituals that I do have my morning lemon water and all that stuff. in, In the morning, I do long walks, I either go solo or with a friend. I love trying to keep working out, spending time with family and friends. I'm a dancer. I love going out and dancing. I got a good community of friends I do that with. It's funny because my mom would always say, I'd say, mom, what are you doing this weekend? She'd say, well, I'm going out with the group. We're going to go local with the group. And then it dawned on me like months ago, like I now I'm one of those people that have a group. (laughs) We go out, we go out, we listen to music. I write um, and post positive quotes, go bowling. Yeah. I love that. Whatever. But again, it's like tuning, tuning when, if something feels right, you're on the right track. Mm -hmm. And when I'm not feeling good or I start getting edgy or irritated, that's a sign that's telling me, Karen, okay, what is it that you're not doing? That is, there's something that you're not fulfilling that you're not getting lit up. And I look at it and I know what makes me tick and I'll go do it. I love, I just love being outside adventures, travel. um, I love that. Visit my kids. So, yeah, I know. So, so what, and let's finish with this question. Okay. Cause I I have a few questions that I like to ask and I'm like, which which one should I ask Karen? And what I think I'd like to know 
because it seems like you've really come into your own in the Mm -hmm. latter part of your life. Uh, What is the advice that the 64-year-old Karen would have given her younger self? Um, I would say to love yourself and to know that you are you're a beautiful human being. You are pure love and to love yourself first, not to expect it from the outside that you have to be, you have to love yourself first and that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think a lot of people sometimes don't think everything's going to be okay. I no. love that. And it's simple. Hard. What a simple thought. Everything's going to be yeah. okay. We want to control okay. everything. We want to go, but if you just sit and yeah. be still yeah. and have yeah. that thought, it I gets, think it's beautiful. It gets, when, you, when, you're, when you're in the control, controlling other people, I mean, you can't really, you can't really control anybody else. If you put all your energy into changing somebody, controlling somebody, it, think about all that energy that is being wasted. It's like, where are you putting your energy every day? And if I'm putting energy into gossip or into drama, I've never been that type of person in school situations with teachers and coworkers. If there was any drama clicks, I kind of wanted to go the other way. So it's, it's really, yeah, I mean, it's really hard. You only can control your own thoughts. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 And you're really Absolutely. not your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you really. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that some people I think oh, everything's going to be OK. How can you think that when you don't have control over other people? And I think it's part of what you said in the very beginning is it's your thoughts and your mindset. Right. And your the more you tell yourself everything's going to be OK, the more you'll yeah. start to believe everything's going to be. The more okay. you start to believe it. It's like saying you want to be hundred pounds and you're 200 pounds. You have to, even if you don't believe it, that I am this, you say it anyway. It's like the mantras. What do you tell yourself every day? Which is really an interesting thing. If you think about it, what are the thoughts and things that you are telling yourself? So yeah. even if you don't believe it, if you don't believe things are not going to be okay, keep telling yourself it's going to be okay. Yeah. Just keep yeah. telling yourself that. And the every more day, can, every day, the more <laughs> don't skip a day. Yeah. No, focus on yourself yeah. and making yourself okay. Yeah. Then that energy and so forth will reach out. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much. You did thank such you. a great job in your first <laughs> podcast episode well, you, or Lord. interview. You're just going to have to go do more. Yeah, yeah exactly. And inspire thank you so people. much. Yeah. Thanks for inspiring me and thank you for all you do. Yes, I love meeting my people that are on the other side of my email. It's nice to know that I'm not just writing to know. I read your stuff. (laughs) Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, thanks so much. All All right. right. You take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark Second Half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Not Your Average Grandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. 
Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.